Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I am here with my sweet sister queen, Celeste Lay, who is laughing at me right now and trying to make me laugh too. Um, also our director is here right now recording us, so just disregard. But I'm so excited to talk to Celeste about her platform, which is adoption advocacy. Um, you know, a little background about me and Celeste. We had the same local director in Texas, and now we have the same local director in Mississippi. And, um, you know, we both went to Ole Miss, so lots in common there. So um, Celeste, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so as Elizabeth said, my name is Celeste Lay. I am the current Miss Oxford originally from Tyler, Texas, but now I live in Oxford. Um, and as she said, my CSI is about raising awareness of adoption as a choice. I love it. I love it. So talk to us about what initially got you interested in your platform. Yeah. So um, it all goes with my story. So I was adopted at 48 hours old. My birth parents were 16 and 17 when they had me. And they knew raising a kid as a teenager was going to be quite impossible, especially with the time that they were living in. Um, Somewhere else in the world, there was another couple that uh, was trying to have a family, but they went through three to five years of infertility and different foster care agencies and adoption agencies, and they just couldn't find the right fit. Um, and it wasn't until they got a call from their home church that there was a couple looking to, you know, give their baby up to adoption for it. And that was my birth family. And they met that night that they got a phone call. And two weeks later, I was adopted at 48 hours old. Hello. Hello. So what is a common misconception that people have about adoption? I feel like people always assume that adoption is just a way to get rid of an issue. But if you really if you look at it from my perspective, it's a way to give someone hope, a way to give someone a life that they deserve. I remember talking to my birth grandmother and she told me, she said, you know, we wanted to keep you. We, we wanted to like save you because you were our first grandchild. But she said, we knew that we couldn't provide the life that we wanted to give you. And so we wanted to give you that better life with a family that was going to raise you in a Christian home, who's going to support and love you endlessly. And she also mentioned that she wanted someone who could remain in an open adoption. So I have full contact with my birth family, which is really nice to have. That's really cool. So what does that look like for you? Yeah. So basically how I found out that I was adopted was my parents never held it back from me. I, I've always told from the beginning that I was adopted because every Christmas I would get a ornament from my birth grandparents and it would come with a letter and pictures of my family and just kind of catching me up on their year. Um, and it was really fun. So I have over 21, 22 years worth of ornaments. Um, and on my 18th Christmas, I got 12 ornaments and each ornament represented a member of my dad's side of the family. You made me cry. That's yeah. so sweet. It oh was really cool. I love that. So talk to us a little bit about why the adoption process is, you know, so notoriously long mm -hmm. and difficult. Yeah. Whenever I was talking to my adoptive parents about this whole process, because, you know, there are so many steps for adoption, I've got current friends that are trying to adopt as well. And it's, mm -hmm. it's really a very long process. Basically you get background checked like three or five times you get questioned by the FBI mm -hmm. and, um, you get questioned by the, the adoptive family, the birth family, all the agencies, you have to sign a bunch of paperwork. You have to prove that you are financially capable of raising a baby. And 
financially capable of adopting the baby. Unfortunately, my birth family was unable to pay for the hospital bills. Mm -hmm. um, and if no one stepped up and paid those bills, I would have been placed into foster care. Mm -hmm. um, so thankfully, my adoptive parents were financially stable enough and they paid for the hospital bills and all of my fees. And I think back in the day, whenever I was adopted, it was about $30,000 just to adopt a kid. And now it's even more. And it's even more for um, international adoptions. Like it's crazy expensive. And I think that's one of the most hard parts of adoption is just the waiting because a lot of families, they have to wait. Like their name is put into a book and they might not even be selected for, for years. For right? years. Yeah, for years. And so that whole process is just gruesome and just tiring. Um, and then it's the process of getting background checked, being questioned by the family. You have that. And then on top of that, all the financial stress that comes along with it. So it's a very stressful process. Um, and I, I'm so thankful that my adoptive parents went through it because I, I, know, I know it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously you're adopted. So that's why you chose your CSI. But yeah. what can the average person who isn't adopted do to help advocate for adoption and help with your CSI? Yeah. So um, I'm currently partnered with the Nationally Known Adoption Network. And through that, I gain lots of educational facts and good little statistics to post out on my social media. And I've also created a hashtag called the Adoption Spotlight, which is where I share all the stories um, from the birth to adoptive family to the adoptee's family, like their whole side of the stories. And it's so cool because some people that I didn't even know had a connection with adoption have come out and have said, hey, I know this person or I have a family member who's adopted. Can I talk about them? And it's so cool to hear about their story because not one adoption story is like the same to another. Like they're all unique in their own special way. Like I just met um, a contestant here at Miss Mississippi who was adopted from Ukraine. And I'm like, that is so cool. Like we all have totally different stories and they're all unique in their own special way. And one way that somebody could help promote adoption is, you know, kind of share those statistics, share the mm -hmm. educational facts, you know, because people who don't know assume things that are bad and adoption is not a bad thing. It's a blessing. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. So if you, if you could give one piece of advice to, um, you know, a set of parents that is wanting to adopt, what would it be? Keep going. I know it's a very stressful and long process, but in the end, it's worth it. If you are going into this with a good heart and for the right reasons, you're going to get something amazing out of it. I currently have a family that is, or family friend that is looking into adoption and, you know, they are just, unfortunately, they are not financially like stable to get the money to adopt. Mm -hmm. And so they are reaching out to their family, their friends, supporters, and the amount of support these people have had is incredible. Mm -hmm. Like if you are in this for the right reason, God will support you and God will find a way to give you that adoption and that child to have a family. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Celeste, thank for you. coming on and chatting with us about, you know, your story and all of the advocacy work that you've been doing with adoption um, and just giving us some insight on that field. Yeah. Thank you. I've had fun. Yay. And I will see you guys on our next episode. Bye, y'all.